G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook for Round 11, where I break down my winners, losers and black bookers from each game. I'll do this just in audio format moving forward. Brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win now, download the app and play now. Plenty of cash prizes ahead too, so keep jumping in there. Round 11, a great round for me, 1,005, so that brought me up. Before, updates to a rank of 1,034, so that's up from 1,891. So a pretty good round there. Trades on mine. I've got plenty of cash in the back, 221K. So I've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla to trade out. Can't really get rid of... I can't wait to get rid of him. Looking at probably either Billy Smith or Valence Tafare, if you want to shore up a little bit of the backs, or the mids in Tavita Totola. Look, I really... <laughs> I would love to take Pongo just so close to origin. A few injuries and player charges before we get to all the games. Sean Lane, in terms of injury, Sean Lane hamstring. Tom Burgess back. He is back in the warm-up. Jed Cartwright, HIA, Jared Weir, Hargraves, his peck, Joey Manu, ankle, Sam Walker, knee, Adam Reynolds, neck, and HIA, Nelson, Asofa, Solomona, ribs, Sifatalakai, pulled out today with a neck injury, and Oregon, Kafusi, he was sick. Now, uh, player charges, we've got fines for the eyeliner, Reese Walsh, shoulder charge, and then yesterday, Jaden Sewer, Toby Couchman, and Junior Paolo, all fines, Paolo, very, very lucky to escape with just a fine there. What I thought I'd do quickly before... I get to all the games. Probably have a little look at Origin Watch. Just watching this game between the Sharks and Manly, I think Turbo's done, man. So I'm just going to name my 17 and a couple of probably positions where I do think that it's still a little bit open there. So Teddy fullback. I've got Critter on the wing. Graham, Trell, Toho. Luai, I think, after Friday night, has cemented his spot with Cleary. Now, Yo, Frizzell. I think Hudson Young's going to take the left edge. I think they're going to play Cameron Murray as a little prop. Cook and Haas is the starting lineup, and then the contentious positions. I think it's going to be either Hines or Burden for 14. I would go with Hines. I think Liam Martin, with his return on Friday night, he'll be that kind of edge mid-utility there. Another contentious, I'm going to go for JDB, but I think it's neck and neck with Siafidi, and then the last spot is easily Junior Paolo. Turbo and then Homole is probably a little bit unlucky. I just think that he didn't play well today. He would have been... Just right on that edge, and I think Hudson Young's just jumped him. Pretty strong there, team. Now, looking across at the Queenslanders, Callum Ponga was sensational today. I think he's going to take that. I think today pretty much indicated he will be there. Now, Tuolagi, Holmes picked themselves. Gagai, Cobo, Munster, DCE. That's pretty straightforward. Carrigan, Kafusi, Capel, straightforward. Their contentious spot here is Welsh, Papalihi, and Collins. So one, so two of them will get picked. I think one on the bench and then one to start. Hunt and Tino is the starting team. What a bench. Grant, Fafita, Cotter, and then whoever doesn't start of those three mentioned names. Horsborough would be so close. If I was them, I would actually start Collins and put Hallsborough on the bench. But I just think that they will go with just a little bit of a leader there with either Welsh or Papalihi. Unfortunately, Reese Walsh, I hope he doesn't get picked at 18, man. But yeah, I just think that Ponga, given what he's done for the Queenslanders in the past, definitely has to be considered there for game one. All right, to the games now. So the first game on Thursday, Storm 24, Broncos 16. I thought the Broncos were pretty unlucky in this one. I actually thought they were the better team. Storm just getting... Probably just making the most of their opportunities. Eli Katoa, he did drop the ball over the line too, so I'll be surprised if Belly's not straight up him. But looking across the teams, looking at the Storm first, Harry Grant scored a 55 again. Did have a try assist and a line break assist as he set up a nice try early on. But again, I'm not too... 
worried that I sold him out because I don't think his form at the moment is just wor- it's just a little bit of worry. Like he did miss five tackles. The good thing is he did run for 110 meters, which was which was fantastic given where he has been over the last few weeks. But just looking across the whole thing, Will Warbrick he actually hit a 44 with two tries. A lot of people pretty much have sold him out as of like round 10. Top 5,000, 7% owner. So majority of people have now sold and pretty much moved on. Just having a look at some of the other stuff, Trent Liero and also Eli Katoa in terms of their ownership. Liero is 27% owned by the top 5,000 and Eli Katoa was 2%. I think a lot of people got scared off by that HIA just before Magic Round. But in terms of any other players to pick up there, well, Nelson at the moment, he got injured again. So he got 13 and 23 minutes, so a bit of a concern. A lot of people brought him in this week. Hope with a bit of a bit of a pod play there, given he's only 3% owner. But that one fell. Be interesting to see where that one lies. Christian Walsh is an interesting one. He scored 41 and 52 minutes. So his minutes have actually declined gradually since round one, which is kind of interesting. Seeing, I think it's going to be either him or Papa Lee for that last probably prop rocks. I think they do need to carry a bit of a leader. First few games are his two biggest minute games for the year, 58 and 62. So he has been in a little bit of a decline, 37 and 26 before this week, and he hasn't hit a 50 since that round one and two. So an interesting one, he's at 583k, so keep an eye on him just in case he does run through the origin period, because he is pretty consistent, a bit of a leader in that team, wouldn't be buying him just yet, but yeah, hold that thought for now. Cameron Munster with the 52, Josh King 48, so Jerome Hughes, he got a bit of a talking to apparently by his coach during the week, so... He hit 59, which was more kind of in his range of what we've seen over the last few years. So it was good to see just across the board. Let's see, that was his high, second high score for the year. So great kicking game in this one. Had two try assists. So 602K, he's another one that is a Kiwi, right? So he might be very valuable during the origin period as well, especially if they do end up pretty much resting Munster. He's one of those guys that when he gets into form... Like at the moment, if he's bottomed down, if he hits another 50, you could nearly consider him moving forward because he gets in these really good momentum periods. So once he does get into, you know, three or four 50s, usually it then becomes 60s, 70s, and that's what we've seen from him over the last few years. So keep an eye on Yuzi. Put him definitely on the radar. Now across the Broncos, if people sold out Payne Huss for some reason as well. Now he scored 86, easily the best mid in fantasy at the moment. In terms of origin players, I have said of keeping two. Haas is definitely one of them. Reese Walsh, he was with... He got a few kick meters in this one with Renault. Renault only... What did he play? He played 17 minutes. He knocked himself out chasing a ball through, which was... Bad for the Broncos because they ended up just pushing Ezra Mann into halfback and then Tony Stakes played a lot of 5-8 in this one with Walshy t- touching the ball. He's, but he was great Walshy at 70. Uh, he's just 50-50 for origin at the moment. So it's just not worth bringing him in. He's a high owner and he's at a really good price. I do think he's one of the best wing fullbacks and he's just not getting his love because at the moment, what's he averaging? He's averaging, what, 50, bang on 50. And I think that's kind of the player that he is. And he's just so exciting to play. I love having him in my team, but at the moment I can't recommend you buy him because he's way too close to origin. Apart from that, not a lot to talk about in terms of the Broncos. Carrigan got another 55 and 71 despite the sin bin. So he was knocking out some good minutes there. Both him and Haas played some huge minutes in this one. 64 for Haas and 71 for Carrigan, interesting, Stagsy, he's getting really cheap now, so it might be like a reverse, I don't really want to go anywhere near him, but 421k, so in this one, he lost another 11k, so it'd be like a 410, 411k as you open, I would love to 
got him around this price, only averaging 33. So definitely not recommending you get in after we all got out about a month ago. So just hold the thoughts on Stagsy. Well, you know he's good, so I don't know. He just doesn't have the work rate that he did last year. And I guess even though he's fine in the try line, he just doesn't have those tackle breaks as well, missing a lot of tackles. So, yeah, just a, a massive avoid on that one. Moving over to Friday's game, the early game was the Warriors beating the Bulldogs 24-12. I thought this was pretty comprehensive. I think the scoreline... Kind of flattered the Bulldogs a little bit with a few late tries. And that one, I thought the Warriors were very, very good in this one. They just got down and dirty and just down to playing footy. Got through their sets. SJ was absolutely simulating. Two try assists for his 71. Now, with SJ, he's at 797K. Adds another 12K. Low 800s. Still do think there's value. They do go into their buy now. If you're holding on to Moses or Dillbags, I don't think you need Sean Johnson. But I think a lot of people actually have him. And if you can fit... I think you would definitely get him because let's have a look. He is 58% owned by the top 5,000 there. Probably having a look at two mids that are doing very, very well, Toa Harris and Adam Fenor-Blake. Great to see that Harris has knocked out back-to-back 80-minute performances in a row. Fenor Blake, he scored four tries in five games. So his stats at the moment are pretty scintillating. And what's really improved is his defense. So over the last four games, he's averaged 42, 34, 35, and 32 tackles. So... Generally, he averages in that low to mid-20s. So he's added heaps there. Running game significantly gone up as well. 177, 194, 131, and 162. Last five try, five games, he's scored four tries. He's their equal leading try scorer. Big pod, top 5,000, only 2% owns. So, but the price, 777K. I don't think I'll be paying Adam Fenua Blake, 777K. Especially when you can get Toa Harris at the moment. What, he opened at 658K. And he's going to add about 13K with that. So he's a steal after the buy. The good thing about the buy gives him an extra week onto that leg. And we've already seen him knock out those 280-minute performances. 260 minutes in a row. I'm lining him up for round 13 because I do think Jack DeBellin's going to be in the New South Wales team. If that happens, straight trade down to Torhu Harris. And I think we're all kicking goals from there. So I think he's going to be very, very valuable. The Warriors and Dolphins play seven out of the eight games during the origin period. So I know that we a few people got in trouble with the Dolphins this week. Don't panic because I think you actually can make it up over the next few weeks. Apart from that, on the, the Warriors side, Charles Nickel Clockstack's still pretty good. He is knocking out some huge performances in terms of his running meters. 210 meters in this one. He also had, what, four tackle breaks. Still relatively cheap. So... 456k. If I do lose Walshy, I could easily get, go back down to chance and just think about having a guy seven out of eight games. That is pretty good. So I'll make that late decision, but chance is definitely in my sights, and I think he should definitely be on your watch list. Now, Joshy Curran, he is killing it. Scored another try off a beautiful SJ Grubber. He scored 57 in 80 minutes in this one. So he did miss eight tackles. So the biggest thing that was always concerned with him was his defense. So Ford is a great defensive... Well, even though he misses tackles as well, he's a better defensive player than Curran. Curran is a way better attacking player. So interesting to see how, after the bye, this does play out because they would be neck and neck. So it wouldn't be surprising if Josh Curran actually takes his spot. And then with Josh Curran, he is relatively cheap. We know what he can actually bring in terms of output. He's at 519k. Could be the pod that you need, but you probably need to see him in the starting lineup for at least a couple of games, especially in the round 13 game. If Ford's back and he does move back to the interchange bench, he might have just taken his spot there. Apart from that, Wade Egan started from the bench in this one. So he only got 37 minutes out. 
Freddie Lussick got the 43. Ronald Blockman is going to be out for about six weeks. He played on 76 minutes, scored a great try there as well. So unfortunately for Ronnie, because he was coming to get them, I have heard some good things about Metcalf's return in New South Wales Cup. So hopefully he'll be seen in a couple of weeks as well. Would love to see that. Rocco Berry, first game for the year, 19 only in 80. Apart from that, not a lot to talk about in terms of any fantasy relevance there from the Warriors. Moving over to the Bulldogs, now Harrison Edwards. He scored 70 in 68 minutes. Now, in the Talking League chat before the game, Jakey wanted to pick him up. And I'm going to call the other boys out because it's pretty funny. About three or four of them said, don't do it. So poor old Jakey didn't do it. And he ended up scoring one try for 68 minutes. I do think it will be an outlier game, though. So in the boys' defense, I do think they'll have a few troops back. And then into the wide period, like Luke Thompson still got to come back into this team. They were missing Sutton as well as a couple other middles as well. Raymond Fertelamarian started from the bench in this one. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets 68 minutes again. I'll probably be a void for me. Now, Matty Burden, he scored another 63 in 80 minutes. A lot of kick meters in this one as the number seven. Doesn't really... He had a try assist, but I'd love to see him just take the ball on take the line on more. If he did, I think he'd probably average this from week to week. Jaden Ockenbohr with an outlier 57. Old cardboard shoulders, 53 for Reedy. Alamotti, where was this 50? We've been calling for it for weeks. I gave him one last chance. He's out, and unfortunately, it's going to happen from time to time where he hit a 50. Now, Jacob Preston, he did well to hit another 45, so no real need to trade him out if you don't have any fires at all. Now, you probably hold him probably into that into that round 16 buy period if you're holding him into into this period. I sold him, like I said, to Jack DeBellin. So that's worked out really well for me, and that was pretty much for the shape of my team. 64% of the top 5,000. So about, I would say he was nearly 100% owned by the top 5,000. So about 30, 35% have sold him out for this stage. Savita Pango Jr. only got 40 minutes in this one. Again, lively, a few tackle breaks, a few offloads, scored 40 and 40. Would probably need to see him play 50, 55 minutes before I saw any relevance in him. The big one is Jacob Carraz, because Carraz, we know his quality. And that was his comeback from, uh, we came back last week from injury, but didn't look that great. Now, he had a high break even of 71, scored 37 without a try. Nearly scored a try in the corner, though. Really love what I see from him and Avrilo as an actual combination. Had 214 run meters. This is just what you're going to get from him week to week. Tackle break. Was, he had four tackle breaks in this one. So he loses 24K to be low 500s. Again, next week, there's no need to rush into him. Then they have a buy. I wouldn't mind having a look at him in round 14 because if he's still at kind of low 500s, I think he is a quality player. You don't want too many Bulldogs because in that round 16, they do play with the Sharks and also Tigers. Then those three teams actually have the buy the following week. So just be very, very careful how many Sharks, Bulldogs, and Tigers you actually line up in the following weeks. All right, moving on. Now, the next game there was the Friday night between the Chinny Panthers and the Roosters. Now, it was 48-4 in the end. They just looked, yeah, just on the money from, from the get-go. I think the Roosters need to go back just to the basics. What I would do if I was Trent Robinson is just consider bringing in Drew Hutchison. Poor, like, Luke Keery just doesn't have a kicking game, whether it's long or bombs. In the Saturday game, I saw Latrell Mitchell doing, you know, dropouts that were higher than Luke Keery's bombs. And he's just not a kicker of the footy. Hutchison, even though he's no frills, 
he brings a lot of the table in terms of his game management and also his kicking game. I'd be putting him in straight away. Joey Manu, interesting. He did walk off with that ankle injury. So that was in the 55th minute. So at the moment, not a lot of news. NRL Physio doesn't think it's going to be too bad. If it is two to three weeks, not a problem because... You know, next week it's okay. We get Lemuel for most of us back. And then the following week they've got a buy. So it might be that third week where he comes back. I think if it was really, really serious, they would have announced something by now. But it'll be interesting just to track that. Now, across the board, Billy Smith's an interesting one. He scored 60. So he made 58K in this one. And he scored, well, he set up a really good try to his winger. Was busy. There was a little period where he had a knock on, a turnover, then a knock on again. Now, he had 118 metres in this one, four errors, and it was just a really weird game with seven tackle breaks, two line break assists, a line break, all over the shop, but he's making money. I think you've got to choose between him and Valance. Now, I do think he's got a little bit more job security, given that the Sam Walker injury, Joey Manu injury, I think he's going to have a huge negative break even. So if you want to make a little bit of cash, Billy Smith could be your man. He's definitely someone that you could consider. I think he could be the Cardi Party of the later in the season. So, again, we for me, I missed out on Cardi Party, so he's definitely in my mind in terms of getting him. I just don't know how many more Roosters I want. I don't believe this Roosters narrative at the moment. Just having a look how the other players, Angus Crichton, he returned the starting lineup, was quiet for his 53, which isn't bad, right, because he's going to eventually find his form back, lose another 12K. He could have probably maybe bottomed in this game. So mid-600s. I don't know if he makes origin. I don't think so. I just don't think he's been playing enough footy to actually be in the calculations. Brandon Smith, a lot of people bringing him back this week. I don't think I can do it, but I can see why you might because of the dual status. Now, he's got a 40 in this one to add another 14K, so he's going marching back towards that kind of 585K. So not too bad. The interesting one there is Teddy. So they've got the Dragons this week, and Teddy's averaging 37. So... A lot of people, again, bringing him in, and I can see why. It's just really good price, right? Anyone that you, Anytime you think you could get James Tedesco under 600K, and you're just having a bit of a laugh there. So his form at the moment last four, 56, 42, 45, and 15. So not too bad form before this one, but just in this one, just contained in terms of his running meters. Only had one tackle break, literally no attacking stats. So... Again, they go into an origin period, so I don't think you can buy him at this stage. I think he might come out of the back end of origin at the exact same price, and then the run home, they'll definitely need him there, and they are one of the first teams to finish their buys. So post-origin, this could be a nice still picky pickup, especially if he's under anything under 650K. So keep an eye on him, but definitely I don't think you should be investing in him. I don't think you should be selling him for next week, but in round 13, I definitely think that you should maybe consider doing a uh, bit of a sell there. Now, Joseph Sule, he scored 18. So he's getting very, very cheap as well. I think they've got to move him back to the wing. If they did move him back to the wing, I'd probably consider actually buying him because he's going to lose another 25K or so at about 370, 375K. He's currently goal-kicking with Sam Walker out of the team. So got that dual status. No need to rush into him, but he could be someone that is handy if he does find a little bit of form. But I'll be definitely getting him back onto the wing. Now, for the Panthers... Sorensen absolutely, he nearly tunned up. Originally, he did ton up, and then he got a bit of a downgrade to 94, but he was fantastic, and it just gives him more time with Liam Martin. Liam Martin was fantastic in this one as well. I'll be surprised if he's not in the New South Wales. Origin team played 35 minutes, was all over everyone. 
player he was hating was Matt Lodge, and he was actually pretty good for 61 points in 50 minutes, and now with Jared out potentially for a few weeks there as well, I do expect him to move into the starting lineup. He's relatively cheap as well, and if he could continue to knock those out, he's a 421k Matty Lodge, so an interesting one there to keep an eye on, especially for a cheap mid that could see 50 minutes moving forward. Has a really good PPM generally, so could be a very nice pickup into round 16 as well. Apart from that, Chin got a 77, a little bit of a downgrade there, but he was sensational. Just controlled the game so well. And despite no try assists or anything like that, did have eight goals in this one. So it's good to see him back goal kicking, especially for those that captain him and do hold him week to week. James Fisher-Harris knocked out a 45, just his general busyness. So he was good. No need to be buying him. Unfortunately, Zach Hoskins got a HIA check in the 31st minute. was going really well after 20... He was on 26 fantasy points. So, yeah, but unfortunately, they didn't put bring him back on. Real no need to bring him back on. So, but just hold him for the time being. There's no need to sell him any time before round 16. So, apart from that, wouldn't be going pretty much anywhere near anyone else. Stram Luai got an 81, but that's an outlier game as well. Moving to Saturday games, Rabbitohs 20, the Tigers nil. Now, I didn't think this reflected how good the Tigers actually played, particularly in the first half. I thought the first 30 minutes, they were very, very good. The big one in this one was IPAP, right? Because IPAP scored 63, but starting to hit a little bit of form. I don't mind what I'm seeing. He's probably someone that we do want to hold into the mid- Again, the Tigers are one of the first teams to finish their buys with the Sharks and with the Sharks, and then also Titans. So he's averaging 55 currently. We'll lose another 16k or so. He's currently at that mid 700s. If he can get a little bit lower and post that round 13, I think he'd be very, very valuable into the back end of the season. Bateman hit a 51. No need to be going anywhere near him. Clem's an interesting one because we know what he produced last year. He's getting relatively good minutes at 48. It's not too bad. We'd like to see him more in the mid-55s. They do have a stacked mid, though. Now, he loses... No, he actually makes a a bit of money there. So he makes four grand. 645k, so this might have been his bottom as well. So, again, we do know his quality. So keep an eye on, because we do need a few of these Tigers for the back end of the year. Dream Buller, again, smashed it out of the park with a 36. Was very good in this game, and he just continues to make more and more money. Apicorex, I think, might have cost himself the New South Wales Origin jersey with only 61 minutes played. I think Freddie's looking for an 80-minute hooker, so he needs to prove that. Apart from that, probably wouldn't be going anywhere near anyone else. Junior Tupo came back to the pack with a 6, and Stafford Tower continues to play well. He scored a 41 with zero tries, and, you know, his last month or so has just been pretty, pretty good. So last month, what, he scored a 41, a 26, uh, 37, 61, 47. So pretty good footy there from Stafford Tower, but no need to be rushing in him either. Apart from that, I wouldn't be going anywhere near anyone else there from the Tigers. Now, the Bunnies, Cameron Murray, back to form, 67 in his 73 minutes. I do still think he's playing way too many minutes, but again, he was just pretty much all base in this one. Now, Damian Cook scored a 57, but what's the concerning factor is he's only running for 19 metres gain. So before I would ever pick him back up, I wouldn't want to just see him just do defence. So I would need to see that return towards kind of like, we'll check out what his actual career average is while we're doing this. So his career average is somewhere around 74 metres. And we saw what the output from him last year was 81 so he needs to get somewhere close, at least within 10, 15 of that one, to be any chance of hitting 60s week to week. So no need to rush into Cookie. Let's see how much money he actually lost. So he was at 732k, loses another 20k, low 700s. I do expect him to be the origin hooker. But if Robson does actually jump him, 
I could straight swap him into Cookie. Wouldn't be the worst decision in the world. Now, Campbell Graham, he's kid 50. I do think he'll be in the Origin squad. Shout out to Hostie. Hostie's killing it. Scored 46 in 70 minutes. Did take two HIAs, one to Jed Cartwright, the other one to Joy Arrow for him to get back onto the field. So shout out for JD for putting him back on. I really like what I saw from Tavita Totola. Best game, I think, from him all year. Scored a 44 in 49 minutes, 24 tackles, four tackle breaks, 140 metres. I think we've got to keep an eye on him because I think he's definitely bottled now. And if he can string another game together... If something was to happen to one of JDB or Madison, I think for around 13 in that origin period, he'd be a pretty good buy. Actually makes 9K, so I think he definitely has bottomed out. Just keep another eye. I would probably like to see him just hit one more game of health before I went to him. Latrell, another killer game there, 64. Doesn't do a hell of a lot, but he does set up tries, score tries, and that's what Latrell does. So given their buy period, no need to go near him. Murray or Campbell Graham at this stage. Now, moving to the Saturday game, the Saturday 5.30 game, sorry. Cowboys 42, Dragons 22. It was all Dragons for the first 10 minutes. Then Cowboys came into their own. It was great. Heel and Lukey, 84. Now, he makes a stack of cash. He makes 50 grand in this one. So, it'll be 510K on the open. Plays 60 minutes, two tries, 21 tackles, six tackle breaks, two offloads, 192 metres gain. Perfect player for the round, for the... Pretty much for the buy period. So, yeah, given the conditions in Magic Round did not suit him at all. First game back as well. He's kind of got rid of the rust now. I do think you might get left behind. Don't expect him to hit 80s every single week, but I do think that he'll range in that 40 to 50 mark and be a very valuable player. I know Luciano Leilua, I think he's got a court case coming up in the next couple of weeks as well, but I still think that he'll on Lukey is one of their main players, and I think he'll he'll be someone, a very good buy during that buy period. Now, Tommy Dearden is returned to form a little bit. He had It was pretty much the Sharks game where he did bottom, and yeah, he's kid another 50, so he's, he scores in the last three weeks, 66, 37, and 58. Scored two tries in this one. No need to buy him. I think he will be in the extended origin squad as a bench half, so kind of in those players that won't play, so he'll back up into the origin period, but He'll be on standby if anything does happen. Apart from him, Jack Wazowski, he scored a 42. No need to go after him. Ruben Cotter just showed his class. Even though he's only scored a 40 and 62, some of his runs, especially in that first 20 minutes, really showed that he is the true leader of that Cowboys pack. Scotty Drinkwater. Now, he scored a 33 and 80. Was terrible early. Then he came back to the pack. What I love about Scotty, even though he only had 33 points, was he's just on the ball all the time. So I bought him in this week, not too concerned about the 33, because I think that 33 can range between that 45 to 55 on the weekly. Just got to get a few errors out of his game, but I'm not too concerned about that at all. Reese Robson scored a 45. He did have six missed tackles in this one. Do love his running game. He had 87 in this one. And yeah, I think he'll be a very good Good purchase. I don't think he'll be in the Origin team. Now, across to the Dragons, the two Jacks, Jack DeBellin and Jack Bird, a 69 and a 65, playing huge minutes in this one, pretty much carrying the team. Now, Jack scored a great try off Ben Hunt to open the game. 
I do think he's going to be an origin. I think the Blues need someone like him, an enforcer type, that can play big minutes and won't take a back step to the Dragons. Interesting, their top four players are probably their top four players in this one. So Ben Hunt scored a 58, Jaden Sewer a 53. I think Jaden Sewer is going to be a very, very good buy. Gets through his work, tackle breaks, scored a try in this one for his 53, and he's just knocking out 50s for fun at the moment, which is a little bit unusual from what we've seen in the past. So if you want a bit of a pod situation, considering he's 1% owned, he is someone that I do recommend having a little tiny look at. I am holding Ben Murdoch Masilla, and I've also got 221k in the bank. So he's got a 19, so I only lost about 5k, but I will be getting rid of him this week. I'm sure other people, 7% of people actually have him. Jaden Sullivan only lasted 19 in this one. He got a sin bin, so he was a bit of a naughty boy. Then I'm not sure if he got injured or if he just got hooked, but hooked by hooked, but... Yeah, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him, even though they can kick goals. Jack Bird's also doing that as well. Yeah, apart from that, I think Tyrell Sloan, he is, I've been told, yeah, for the last month he's been a sell. So if you're holding 13% of people holding on to him, but I definitely think that you definitely need to sell him out. Apart from that, I think the top four are just their top four. So I wouldn't be looking at anyone else. Now to wrap up the Saturday games, we had the Raiders versus the Eels. Now... It was a good game, 26-18. I did think the Raiders were the way better team in this one. The Eels just not that effective with their kicking game. Also a little bit disappointed with Dylan Brown. He only scored a 41 in this one. I just don't think that he had enough touches of the footy. Did run for 140 metres, but he had a couple of line breaks and just little things that kind of, I think, exaggerated that. Moran Madison knocked out his 50 in 54 minutes, as he does. Great try that he set up for Hoppy as well. Hopgood, 63 points in that one and he was pretty much busy just to just to rub it in a little bit more from the people that have sold him apart from that Warren McGregor now they're calling him Moomoo at the pub 31 from 34 again just be careful how many Eels players you are holding because Eels Knights and the Manly Seagulls they all have that buy in round 13 so just be very very careful I would be surprised if Josh Hodgson survives this week now his defense was better he played 53 minutes he had one Meter gain. Now, he's just not running the footy. They're generating some quick play the balls because they've got a big pack. they got to get out. Now, Brendan Hands wasn't much better. He played 27 minutes for zero meters gain. So they've got a huge problem here. So they're going to have to fix that if they're going to be making the finals. It is pretty much just a huge, huge... And if I'm seeing it, I'm not sure what BA is doing. Sean Lane got injured in this one. Only got to 28 minutes. Was actually doing pretty well with 25 fantasy points, but have to hang on that hamstring injury because it's going to be very, very interesting news to see how that kind of plays out. I did think that Paulo and Bailey Simonson were both, were both very, very lucky not to see the bin in this one. So, yeah, I think the referee was a little... It's not Well... The bunker was a little bit lenient in that one. Good to see Hoppy go over. Looks like that was his... That was his first ever try. Very, very interesting. So, yeah. Good to see him go over. Back to the Raiders. Interesting that Hudson Young hit another 70. I do think that he's... he's he'd be 50-50 for origin. Him or Homole. I don't think he can carry both, but his form at the moment, 54-59, 57-70. So he's well-bottomed. He's at 700, probably about 730K now. Top 5,000, the people that took a punt on him. 2% owner. Could come down crashing if he does go going to origin, though. But I do think that he's someone to keep an eye on. Been the top in. He got his best game for a long, long time with 60. Two good, really good stints. He actually offloaded, broke some tackles, good work rate. That's who we were trying to see from the start of the season. I really like... That was the best he's played all year. 
So good to see Tarpany back. Relatively cheap as well, and he's still losing money despite scoring uh, 60 points. Actually, his break-even was 58, so he's pretty much bottom. That could be your opportunity if you do see, if you do like someone that plays, you know, does have 50 minutes in them. That's the only issue there. Horsborough, he got a sin bin, 48 in his 63 minutes, but you saw Ricky Stewart, he's patting him on the shoulder. Billy Slater would be loving it because they got into a brawl and he just knocked Madison around. Madison couldn't throw one to save himself, while Horsborough was just not, he wasn't scared to get in there. He was just loving it. So he's the type of guy that Queensland, I think, might pick. I think he would either be 17th, 18th, or 19th, man. He's getting close. So I think it might actually be between him and Josh Papalihi for that final lot. Him, Papalihi, and Wyden, I think, not Wyden, and Walshy uh, going for that last spot. So very, very interesting there. Jack Wyden hit a 40. No need to be buying him yet, but he could become very, very cheap in a not-too-distant future. Not sure if I want to hold him in Classic, but someone to keep an eye on. Bit of a pod play. He had a 42 break-even, so he's pretty much going to bottom now at mid-500Ks as well. Jordan Rupper only hit 24. He's been in better form than that. Before this week, apart from that, Tomoko just keeps killing it. Scored a try for his 49, one of the best fantasy players at the moment. Might be a little bit too expensive now. Might be starting to get in that toppy territory. He had a break even at 24, which means that he's going to be mid 600K. So to pay that much for a center that probably doesn't have a jewel into the back row, probably a little bit too much because you do rely a little bit too much on try scoring and things like that. So, But I've seen sillier picks, so definitely keep him on your radar. Zach Wolford got knocked out in this one, which was Tommy Starling hit 48, so he might be starting next week as well. So don't get sucked in. Could only be because of the grade one for Zach Wolford. Could be just that. All right, to wrap things up, the Knights with a classy 46-26 to 26 win. They came from behind after the Titans did lead early and then just into the second half as well. Really liked what I saw from Kalen Ponga. It's just more the timing now. I think he has definitely bottomed. And, you know, I was saying before with Ben Murnock, Masilla, can you imagine going from BMM to Ponga and just having another hundred grand in the bank? So I could still do it. Like, even though this is this close to origin, like, Kalen Ponga is just a sensational player. Hardly owned at the moment as well. Really like what I saw in terms of the three try assists, I know that they'll play the Titans. Might not be the smartest pickup going into a game against the Sharks as well, and that's in Coffs Harbour, so I might have to avoid that. Frizzell was also pretty good. He was smashing it early before he came back to the pack there. Dom Young scored a couple of tries there for his 43. Probably wouldn't go anywhere near him. Adam Elliott's an interesting one because he continues to lose a bit of money. Played a little bit of lock, played a little bit of hooker there in the second half as well. They've got, obviously, Kurt Mann there out at the moment. So he loses, what, about another 20Ks, about, what, mid-500Ks. Keep an eye on him. He definitely, think, can be pretty, you know, he'll be a good fantasy asset at some stage if he can get to full health. Lachlan Miller's a concern. 34 and 80 despite seven goals. So it's one of those ones that I think post round 13, I think you can maybe in round 14 think about what you want to do in those next few buy period. Like you could easily go to Karaz, I think, post that kind of round 14 period. Apart from that, nothing else really tickles my fancy from the Knights. Even though Jackson Hastings, he's still getting pretty cheap. If he took over the goal kicking again just before, if he took over like next week, which probably won't happen, he might be close to a buy there as well. On the Titans side, David Fafita played really well in that first half. Then went pretty quiet before that intercept try. Apart from him, Tino, he broke his break even for the first time in a long time. So he did pretty pretty good. Tanner Boyd ended up scoring 42. 
So he, you know, that was probably a bit of a low game there for him. Had a few demerits, four errors, and then also two missed tackles. So what's that, 12 demerits to finally pull it back because Tanner Boyd was absolutely killing it. I've, I've held on to him and been pretty happy with him given that his dual status, his last kind of, what, month was 74, 56 66 and now this 42. Great goal kicker as well. Really impressed with what I'm seeing there. No need to really go after him if you haven't got him yet. You've made a mistake. Just move on. Jaden Campbell only scored 21. I know a lot of people took a bit of a punt on him, so that didn't pay off this time. Apart from that, Jojo Fafita, he's been playing relatively well. He's been a little bit on the radar because he's because he's actually pretty pod there, but he you know, came back to the pack with a 32. Not scoring tries or anything like that, but... He does break tackles, hasn't had as many tackles today as he did, and then his base was a little bit down in terms of his running meters as well. But before this 32 today, 47, 40, and 54. Shout out to Andy, who actually, when we were driving to a pub yesterday, he picked that up and told me about it. So interesting there. I wouldn't go really anywhere near him. I don't think that he's got enough pedigree to do that. So just a void in terms of the Titans for the time being. Now, final game of the round, the Sharkies 20, the Manly Seagulls 14, probably closer than the scoreline does indicate. The Sharkies were up 20-2 to with some classy. They just went back to basics, tackled hard, run hard, didn't do too much fancy stuff, and Nico Hines was absolutely braining him in the first half. He was 50. I thought he was going to ton up, but just ended up just a bit of a controlling game there in the second half. Had one try assist, four goals, 619 kick meters, what, six tackle breaks, one offload, etc., etc. So a couple of errors there, but Nico in overall... Yeah, yeah, he's doing really, really well. The guy I think's bottomed out is Jesse, Jesse Ramian. So, depending if you depending on your center stocks, Jesse Ramian, he's going to lose about another fourteen k there. So he'll be around four hundred and eighty k. Which, given his what we know his pedigree is in the past, like today, he had what two tackle breaks. Three offloads, 169 metres gain was really good. A couple of missed tackles still and then a couple of errors. So 52, would like to probably see him probably score another good one against Newcastle before thinking about buying him in round 14. So no, no need to rush in, but I do think that he does present some good value come the middle part of the buy. So keep him on your radar. Love what I'm always seeing from Britton Nakora. I think he's in the top five. Edges in the NRL at the moment. Just his work rate's great. He's improved his defence. Front on hits are just first contact is just fantastic. Runs that great hole from Nico Hines. Probably would have scored a try. Cooper Johns had a great tackle on him, close to the line to hold him up there. Apart from that, Teague Wilden a little bit lower there today at forty one. Had a few junk points. Unfortunately, they got stuck a little bit in the second half where they went real little in the middle. So what they did is they brought Braden Trindle on and he was with what Blake Braley at Hooker. They had Jack Williams and then someone else that was pretty small as well. I'm pretty sure it might have been maybe not even Cameron McKinnis. It was trying to think. I think maybe Wade Graham. Yeah, they were running that at some stage. So Manly did come back into the game. A little bit on the back of that, so hope Fitzy never does that again. Royce Hunt, he scored a great try running through Hamole, and he was just pretty pretty dangerous throughout. Forty three and thirty five minutes. So Royce is probably going to get a bit of bit of minutes there. Probably thirty five forty to move forward. Three hundred and thirty one k. No need to really go after him, but if you're looking for a bit of a cash down, I think he'll start from now on. I think you just need his size on the field. McInnes only scored what played forty two minutes in this one, so. Unfortunate there. Siffle was a late withdrawal, so I expect him back next week. Looking at Manly, it's getting cheap now for Turbo, right? So who would have ever thought? So after today, Tommy Turbo started at 519, scored 19 points, which puts him at 480K. 
I could even go maybe to him. I don't think he's going to be in there. I might even hold BMM and just see what happens, and I might trade to Tommy Turbo maybe in the buy round. Who knows? Who would have thought a guy that started last year at a million bucks is now at 480K. Got to keep him on the radar. Don't think he'll play Origin. Would like to see him try. He had a couple of good touches, right? That try his brother set up was all him. He did have – he tried to inject himself, 191 run metres. He just – he had zero tackle breaks today. Zero tries, yes, zero tries. Yeah, He's trying, though. I've got to, I've got to give, put, give my hats out to him. He's trying. DCE, I thought, again, he probably tried too hard, but he was pretty much Manly's only thing. 625K. bit late to be getting on him. Ruben Garrick's an interesting one, though, because he's kicking goals, scoring tries for fun again. He's at 491K. So we're talking about all these distressed assets. He had at 8K. He's still under 500K. So if you want to kind of roll with him for the – for the buy period as well. He does play around 16, so I think everyone needs one manly player. Who knows, maybe Ruben Garrick might be someone that we might have to have a little look at there as well. The only thing is Manly's just not playing that well. So be interesting just to see where we go with that one. Apart from that, I don't think that we can go anywhere near it. Kyle Lawton got some good minutes, but just didn't have that PPM today. And yeah, Paseca probably back to the pack a touch, 41 and 52 minutes, still... Scoring relatively well compared to what he did in past seasons. Had a, he has had a ripper of a month. 46, 48, 58, 48, and 51. Sorry, 41 to finish. 601K is way too expensive for him. Carl Lawton, he did get some great minutes today at 47, but just could not score. So I probably wouldn't be touching him even though he's 305K there to finish. All right, guys, that was the playbook for this week. Hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you think. Send me a DM. Kind of, oh, I'd love to know your thoughts kind of around... Origin. Stay tuned. Tuesday, Brenton's going to be making his debut because I've got Corbs and Andy away for one. Corbs out for three weeks. Andy's final week away. So we're going to give Brenton a bit of a start on Tuesday. So I can't wait to hear his his, his thoughts because he's currently kind of around that top 20 mark. So Brenton's absolutely firing there at the moment. Just absolutely killing it. And then normal programming, Jason, the boys, be back Wednesday. I'll be back on Thursday with live Q&A. I'm kind of, I'm firing again after Magic Ground. But hats off again to everyone that I met at Magic Ground. You're absolute champions and I really enjoyed meeting you all. All right, guys, that was the playbook. Just remember, Game Day Squad, plenty of cash prizes still to win. So jump in now, gamedaysquad.com.au or just download the app. All right, guys, have a good week and we'll check you soon.